Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Athens-born, London-based jazz pianist, composer, and band leader Maria Grapsa. She enthusiastically reached out and spoke with the show about her new and debut 2023 CD called Life, coming out on November 3rd via Musical Dojo Records, featuring an all-star cast of UK's rising musicians. Her music is influenced by cinematic themes, pushing the limits of improvisation within the jazz idiom and beyond. Her classical music background, Greek origins, and folk Middle East, Latin influences, all meet the jazz tradition in a very unique way. We cover this project, her history, and so much more. Enjoy. All right, Maria, it's great to meet you. Thank you for reaching out to the show. And I want to begin our conversation before we get into your debut album by asking how you survived the last three and a half years with COVID. How did you get through that time period as a musician? And how did it change you? Some people even have relatives that... They, 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 they lost it. I, I've been lucky not having immediate people in my environment um, uh, to actually lose them uh, from life. So I've been lucky in that way. But it's been mentally challenging for, from my perspective. It's been really hard to uh well adjust and then keep up the measures and then stay in and then keep being creative um really i mean it depends it depends um how you experienced it and where you were but too many lockdowns kind of they made you go crazy the first lockdown was great yeah. everyone we all had time to do things and um, exercise and write music and but then it kept kept coming up and yep. um, personally it brought me down at some point i i was like quite depressed around the second one yeah it yeah yeah it was too much but it has to feel good to have your debut coming out now the world's waking up so how does it feel to have this album coming yeah. out it feels great it's been well you probably have heard this from other musicians but when they when an album comes out you almost offer it in a sense because it takes so long to come out and yeah. you've written the music almost two years ago you played it for a, a year or so and you kind of moved on from it but right. then your album out <laughs> your album is out i mean i'm just being honest i love yeah. the music i'm i'm loving the music and i'm i'm very attached to it and i i still find ways to play it and keep it interesting and um i love it i love it and my band loves it and we're having a great time when we play but it's kind of the case as i as i discuss it with other musicians because it takes so long to record to mix to master to get it out to prepare so by the time it's out, you kind of want to write the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And I always actually ask that question. It's like, at this point now, you're already moved on to the next place. You know, you're just, we're just dealing with what you've been living for this whole time. So, but the thing about this album that's unique is it's your debut. It's your initial shout out into the jazz world. So was there any pressure? What are your, what's your general feeling about that? Yes, there was pressure. I mean, there's always pressure with music, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> when I mean, especially, especially. I mean, we we tend to be quite strict with ourselves, musicians, and it takes a lot of effort and years to um, to learn how to undo that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this album is very special to me. Uh, it, it kind of captures the journey I've been having through through 
jazz and music uh, I mean especially jazz because jazz is a thing uh, that's been going on for the last seven eight nine years for me um, I grew up with classical music and Greek music so I just got introduced into obviously rock as a teenager and yeah. blues so one thing led to another and then you know all of a sudden in my 20s I was into jazz but it wasn't the case. I'm not one of those people that, you know, had parents that were listening jazz vinyls and Okay. I wasn't into, I wasn't I wasn't into uh that that background. But my 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 grandmother was a piano teacher, but classical. Uh so you know, it's kind it's kind of it's been a journey for me. Yeah. Um musically and life life wise. So it kind of captures that. Like there's some melodies in this album that I actually figured out years back when I was in school and I completely transformed them ever since. And I put a bass line and I made them Latin and, you know, and then the original recording of that tune is literally when I was 12 and you can hear my grandma in the background chatting to her <laughs> sister, <laughs> you know. So it's it's kind of, yeah, it kind of follows me through through this journey uh musically and and life wise so you're originally from greece you're in london now talk to me a little bit about what brought you to london and kind of how this early jazz influences that you had yes i mean um i came to london randomly with my sister and uh well i don't know if if you read that at all at the um, my info but i I also started environmental engineering. Yeah. Um, so initially I came to London looking for a job and I uh, was doing interviews in construction companies and chemical companies and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure what I'm going to do. And I hadn't sorted anything out um, back then. And uh, well, I kept playing jazz and being engaged with jazz so i i just i got exposed in this massive jazz scene that there is here yeah and uh and the more i was into it the more it kept me into it like it's it's, it's great to be in london and the the scene is so vibrant the music is everywhere there's workshops everywhere so there's a lot of opportunities for young people yeah. and uh there's lots of opportunities to watch things and to go to gigs to jams and yeah it was inspiring i mean it's it's what made me i think I, I i don't i don't even know if i wouldn't be in london if i would do what i'm doing right now and if i would have an album right now outside yeah. uh, it kind of shows me how it, big impact the environment can have on you yeah yeah who were some early who were some jazz musicians that you've listened to that really kind of made you love it and maybe influenced you All the classic like Winter Kelly, Red Garland, uh, McCoy, uh, and and later on guys, Jake Korea, Keith Jarrett, like all, all, I mean, Randy Weston, I really like. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Coltrane, Miles, all the classics, Mingus. I think I think Mingus music is one of my favorite composition wise. Um, and uh and then there's there's lots of amazing like modern guys around like aaron goldberg he's my hero yeah or 
I saw him back a uh, few years back in uh, Police Express in London. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, or Avishai Cohen, mm -hmm. bass player and trumpet player. Like, you know, there's so, so amazing things right now. Um, and yeah, um, I just, I think music is like, I mean, I love jazz, but sometimes I just, you know, I might listen to something completely random and it mm -hmm. will impact me i think i think jazz is about improvisation and you know it kind of it expands so much and you you see from from very like classic straight ahead things to very modern things but they all have a kind of um you know a thread going on which is the improvising which i love yeah um but but i would say i like everything i like all sorts of jazz and all sorts of music if it's good yeah. You know? Yeah. What um, was the what was the first live show you saw in London? Oh, good question. Like a proper gig. Yeah, like one that blew you away. I think it was Ahmad Jamal at Royal Albert Hall. Wow. It was amazing. Like yeah. when he was using the keyword, it was something I've never seen before. Like yeah. he, he uses the whole range from the very bottom note to the very top note. No one else is doing that in such an amazing wow. way. Wow. He's like, he's all over the place. And I mean, it's the main thing that's for me. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, in general, he's playing and the whole gig was amazing. It was yeah. at Queen, Queen Elizabeth Hall, uh, South Bank, uh, London, uh, not Royal Albert Hall. It was great. Yeah. So, I always heard that show that Charlie Parker did with Dizzy Gillespie in 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 Royal Hall. No one really attended it because there was a big boxing match. So people reference that in jazz is one of the biggest shows ever. But there was a boxing match that was going on and no one went to it. I couldn't imagine, you know, it's wild. So no, let me ask wild. you this. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know was playing boxing. Yeah, it's weird how the yeah, history unfolds and all. In fact, I got it real quick here. Um, it's funny you mentioned Ahmad Jamal. I got this in the mail the other day. This is a. Um, it's called Emerald City Nights. It may not. It may be because of the background. There we go. No. And it was the sessions in '66 to '68 at the Penthouse in Seattle, and it's like really like cool. I mean, it's like full of like all the original posters and art and just like, it's totally like, it's awesome. You know, right. and it, it's just, so when you said that, I was thinking about, I've been listening to him live back in his heyday and it's really cool, you know? So uh, he's, he's the boss. He's everything. Yeah. Yeah. He is amazing. Like, so so the thing amazing. about being a musician is there's all these layers that go into it. You get to perform live, you get to record music you get to do all these things, but what do you like the best about it? What's your, what's the favorite part about being a professional musician? Uh, definitely gigging. Definitely, definitely gigging is the most fun, I think. Yeah. Um, recording is hard. Recording can be hard because, ex especially when you improvise, because everything is on the moment and it's really, like, really hard to capture that in one take. Yeah. Or you know, and then do another. Day. A second day will be completely different. Uh, so we we all. I mean, 
uh, I don't know, the, the way I discuss it with other musicians, we all know it's kind of just a picture and you shouldn't, you shouldn't pay too much attention to it, that it's a nice memo, memo like, way for, for you to remember the moment. Yeah. Um, but there's always going to be good and bad moments when you're playing. And I think gigging and communicating with the audience and the musicians at the same time, I, I think is, is the most full, fulfilling thing. There's something quite magical happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it. If you treat the recording as a gig, you again have magical moments because they're on the moment, just being on the moment, I think from a meditational kind of view and music yeah. kind of view is the is the best thing about this kind of job i think like having the privilege of doing something for work that really encourages that being on the moment yeah is great uh, the more you do it the, the i think the more you you stay young at heart and at mind i think I think for me, that's the most important thing because the more, you know, reality and uh, the world we're living in is crazy. If you keep yeah. stressing, you keep thinking the past, the future, you're never on now. So the, those magical moments that you're on the now, I really appreciate them. And I think that's what music, I think why that's why, you know, I really appreciate music the most. Yeah, that's very well said. So why do you love jazz? um well apart from the tradition and the language and just just being amazing really cool and apart what we just discussed about being on the now with improvising uh i don't know it's it's hard it's a hard question actually what because it swings because it's like you know it makes you move um taking it down to the basics you know it's not everything makes you move it's important makes your heart bounce. I don't know. You know, what's funny about you saying that, and I almost said it, but we got sidetracked. Randy Weston was one of those first interviews that I ever had that like, it took me to a higher level. Like Randy is like a guy that doesn't operate on a regular human level. He is so spiritual and so amazing that every, everything he says is quotable. So at one point, because he went to Africa a lot. You know, he always did pilgrimages. He was the one that that explained what jazz is to me in the best possible way. And this is what he said. He said when, one time when he went to Africa, he saw everything there swings. The elephant tails, the leaves on the trees, everything swings. He said, that's why this music swings. It comes from a place where everything swings. Animals trees humans <laughs> and it was like at that point it was like the big red curtain just parted and i was like i finally figured it out he defined and painted what jazz was it was amazing that is a very very well said way it's great yeah um, the other thing i actually that reminds me of is that why jazz is so amazing is because it blends with every culture so nicely yeah of course it has it has africa's origins is amazing and but i was just thinking how it blends nicely with all parts of the world mm -hmm. like you know or you have stories like um um uh also like people going to like balkan music and then you have that 
influence or you know middle east influence or you know they, they just blend so nicely with folk and every sort of music i think um it, yeah it, it's like a wine that goes with every meal exactly <laughs> it just works so this debut album what are you hoping the listener gets from this this is obviously your initial shout out into the jazz world but what are you ultimately hoping the listener gets from this experience ha 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 good question um uh, you're catching me unprepared in many <laughs> oh that this is jazz though this is improv <laughs> improv exactly what do i get i mean um I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to transfer this feeling that I get when music gets me. It's like, um, you know, it's like uh, so hard to explain, man. But what, what this feeling you get when you hear for the first time an amazing album, yeah, or an amazing artist, like yeah. it can be from Calexico to Mingus, like. I, I just still remember those moments that I heard some specific things and I was blown away and it was like my my whole mind and day and world changed. I was like, oh wow, is that possible? Is that? Um, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not actually I'm too humble to say I want people to feel this way with my right. album. I'm just saying that's why I write music. Yeah, that's why that's that's what I experience when I listen some of these tracks back. Yeah, I I feel nostalgic in some cases. I feel inspired in some other cases. I feel excited in some other cases. I just feel a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think I think ultimately I just want you know people to get the vibe and um enjoy and feel yeah. whatever they want to feel because. It, every every piece of music kind of awakens like different things to different people different feelings so yeah. i don't i don't know I'm, I'm a person i'm a woman as well so i don't know if that's a woman thing <laughs> no but... I, I i'm i'm thinking about the first time i listened to kind of blue i was on a flight to seattle and i had my little portable cd player and i heard it and it was just this thing that i never heard before it was like it is it's a warm serum it's uh, the first shot of whiskey. It just yeah. warms you up. There's a level of it that's just, that's what it is. And you can't necessarily explain it because it's very visceral. Yes. And it's one of those things that you can't explain with words, music. Right. So much. It's like, uh, that's why it's music. Do yeah. You, do you know. Exactly. Yeah. But I do, I do hope. Um, I do. I do hope anyone like that will listen will will experience um, like positive or whatever feelings they want. And because sometimes you know they might, I don't know. Bad, bad feelings can also be good. You know. Right. Just 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 uh, feel it out, and uh, and I think this album kind of makes you. I think anyone that listens. Um, it kind of speaks to to the heart. It's not it's not super technical or it's not super traditional or super. It's nothing super. I think it's very very honest. The, yeah. the main thing of the album is that it's quite honest and exposing. Um, I, now that we're talking about it, I yeah. think I don't know. You tell me. You, yeah. No, I agree. You, I agree. I think it really. 
I think when you were talking about how it kind of wrapped up all of these, the timeline of you getting into this music and, and the movement that you've made from one country to another and all of these things, it's a personal testament. It shows that's what, that's what jazz is. That's why people love it. There's a raw, there's a truth, there's a, there's a rhythm to it. And of course it always comes down to what Randy Weston said is it swings. That's why we did it. That's why in the beginning, when it became a big thing in America, people were dancing to it. They don't yeah. as much now, but that's where it started. It was this thing that moved you, you know? Yeah, yeah. which I wish, I wish I was living in that. Yeah, yeah, right. It would be cool. Yeah, definitely. So let's get to the good business here. If anyone wants to pick up the, the debut album, anything about live shows, anything about your world, where can they go? Um, I just put it uh, last night on uh, Bandcamp. Okay. So anyone can pre-order it, and it's out on the third of November. Okay. And uh, uh, anyone that orders, I will ship it around the world. Okay. And uh, there are some live shows coming up uh, in England at the moment. Okay. With one is um, on the seventeenth of November at Pizza Express in Soho. Okay. London Soho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then there's a few other things that haven't been confirmed yet. But um, I mean, uh, I would love to go around Europe and uh, across the Atlantic at some point, but nothing is confirmed yet. You never know so, what will happen. Yeah. We're working our way around. Excellent. Hey, Maria, thank you so much for your story. Thank you for reaching out to Neon Jazz. It's so good to connect. Best of luck, and I, I can't wait to put it on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Athens, London, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Maria for reaching out to the show and for giving us all of her stories. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.